Welcome to the Fit Vegan Body Podcast with your host, Aaron Cattell, the vegan coach. The point of this podcast is to give you an in-depth but practical approach when it comes to losing weight, being healthy, or gaining muscle on a vegan or plant-based diet. We will have guests every single week to help clear up any confusion and make sure that you are 100% confident in your choice of your lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome to another podcast of Fit, Fit Vegan Podcast. I'm here with Taryn from Vegetarian. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Um, I kind of like to start the podcast with an interesting question and answer because everybody kind of is going to tell or hear your story. But before mm-hmm. we get into that, we kind of want to go like, well, how can we make this interesting? So the question I've got for you is, what is the silliest question that you've got regarding the vegan lifestyle that you can remember? Um, the silliest question? It's hard to say because I really don't think that there are silly questions in the sense that if you're trying to learn something, especially if you're trying to like educate yourself about veganism or learn something about it, it's not necessarily a silly question. Um, however, like since the beginning of like my vegan journey, and I'm sure everyone says that, is like the basic question of where do you get my protein? I always kind of chuckle at that because it's just so silly in the sense that, you know, society has created um, like so much hype around protein and this macronutrient, which is definitely important for you. But there's also many other nutrients that are just as important, maybe more important, maybe a little less important than protein, but they're all super important. And um, we shouldn't just focus on protein. Like there's no one has protein deficiencies. There, there's a word for it. It's like some weird word. I don't know how to say it, like crociacea or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's like means you have a protein deficiency. The reason why no one knows what the word is, it's not like common vocabulary, is because it's not common to actually have a protein deficiency. So I always kind of think that that's a funny question. But um, I definitely would say over the last few years that the conversation around veganism has changed from, oh, where do you get your protein to, oh, you're vegan, you're so healthy. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Right, cool. Um, And I agree with you on that. Like we have this obsession with, with protein and... Yes, it's important, but we definitely do not need as much as, you know, as much as we think we do. And whenever anybody asks me that, I'm kind of like, well, how much do you think you need? And they won't even, they don't even know. And I'm like, how can you judge me on how much protein I'm having when you don't even know how much you should be having? And they're like, oh yeah, that does make sense. Um, Okay, cool. So obviously you've got the coolest t-shirt brand that I've probably seen in a long time. Um, which I'm wearing now. No one can actually see my cool t-shirt because it's all audio when we, when we put this out on the podcast. Um, how did that start? Why did you decide to kind of go down that road? And I guess even before then, what was your own personal journey into becoming vegan? Yeah, so um, I'm 28 now, but I went vegan when I was 20. I was a sophomore in college at Arizona State University. And I just got back from studying abroad in Barcelona and the typical cuisine there and 
um, what's really popular is Hamon. And you have these like pig thighs that hang from the ceiling at bars and restaurants and it's just everywhere in your face. And I mean, my immediate reaction to these like hanging pig thighs was that is disgusting. That's not my dinner. And so I was an accidental vegetarian abroad, came back to the States, went back to college and started eating like Taco Bell and in and out and just back to your average American diet, average college diet. And I kept getting really, really sick when I would eat. And I, I've always loved food. I've never had problems with my food. So I was so confused while I was eating and then feeling terrible. So I started doing some research and I, I discovered that I may have like changed my, my body and how I digest things by going vegetarian on accident, so to speak, for like three to four months that my body couldn't digest meat anymore. And so I, I kind of just decided to try going vegan three days a week. And I was going to see how I felt on those days, learn what to buy at the grocery store or how to order out to eat. And eventually, um, I basically was vegan three days a week, but really I ended up being vegan every day because I, it got so easy for me after just like not really like putting pressure on myself to like be vegan, just like give it a try kind of that, um, I ended up having vegan meals every day for about six months. And at that point I was like, I think I'm vegan now. Mm. And (laughs) started just paying more attention to how I was feeling after I was eating. And during that time period, I had accidentally lost weight. My skin cleared up of acne. I had really bad asthma and I also had eczema on my arms. So I, those were asthma and eczema were two things that I kind of thought I would have my whole life. But then after going vegan and then basically going from having zero asthma attacks and like no irritation on my arms. I was like, hmm, this is so interesting. Like, I wonder why this is happening. Um, And I sort of just paid attention to it for a while. And after about a a year of being vegan and not having any asthma attacks or any eczema flare-ups, I just tossed all my medication um, and really dove headfirst into the lifestyle. Um, At the time, veganism wasn't so trendy. I was the only vegan I knew in Arizona. Um, And I did all of my research papers in college on veganism. Um, After I graduated, I got a certificate in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University. And I became really interested in like the health and science behind veganism. But I also became really interested in like, how does it help the environment and how does it save animals. I've always considered myself an animal lover, but after going vegan, I felt like I connected with animals in a different way. Like they knew I wasn't eating their friends, like a sixth sense or something, seventh sense that they had. Um, Yeah. So that was kind of just how I originally went vegan. Um, And after I graduated, I wanted to promote this lifestyle in a fun, lighthearted way because seeing the graphic images and videos really wasn't what got me to go vegan. Um, I mean, those things are definitely ingrained in my head and I've watched my fair share of them, but I wanted to spread the lifestyle in a way that made it seem attainable and approachable and fun and lighthearted and positive and not so negative. 
Um, so that was kind of what birthed the creation of vegetarian. And I wanted to put funny and punny sayings on t-shirts about eating your fruits and veggies. And essentially anyone that wears my t-shirts, they're walking billboard for this lifestyle. And it does create conversation. You know, I can't tell you how many times people stop me and are like, oh, your shirt is so funny. And we just start chatting about it. And I'm no longer the crazy vegan being like, hi, I'm vegan, look at me. <laughs> they approached me. They're the ones that said, oh, I like your shirt. And it creates a fun, easy conversation versus one that's negative and might cause, you know, like anger or like any of the other emotions that people feel when, they, when they're feeling like attacked or um, that someone's trying to like tell them that they're doing it wrong or eating the wrong way. Um, so yeah, that was how I started and, and that was four years ago. I've been doing vegetarian now, so for four years and it's really great. Yeah. And I think anybody that doesn't know what your t-shirts actually say on them, they are quite cool. Like the one I say, the one I'm wearing right now says, let us eat plants, which I think is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but going back to your experience you had when you're in Barcelona, and I think it's quite key is that most people that aren't vegan, they have this disassociate disassociation between animals and food. Like you saw parts of a peak mm -hmm. and you knew that was going to be your food. Whereas when you go to Taco Bell or McDonald's, you don't really think of that stuff as an animal. You're just like, oh, this is just a meat patty. And I think the closer that people start to associate those two things, the more likely they're like, wow, maybe I should think a little bit more consciously about what's happening. And it was very similar to like with me and my girlfriend as we saw a dead dog on the beach in Bali. And we're like, holy crap, like this isn't that different to, to what people do. So yeah, I think it's good that you put the two together because some people would just ignore that and have selective ignorance, which I think is um, you know, true as well. Um, yeah, I think you're totally right about that. Mm. Uh, people do, you know, they, our society has really created a disconnect from like where, what our food is and where it's coming from and how it gets to our table or to our table and on our plate. Um, you know, Paul McCartney, I think it's him that has the quote, if the slaughterhouses had glass walls, everyone would be vegan. And I do believe that that's true because you're, you don't salivate when you see roadkill, you know, you're not like, Oh, look at that. It looks so good. I'm getting hungry. But when you see, like a farm with like a beautiful like apple trees or like kale growing, whatever it might be, you literally start salivating, you know, like you, yeah. you look at it and look, Oh, I want that. You, you can easily grab the apple or grab the kale and eat it. You know, if you saw roadkill on the side of the ground, like I wouldn't just <laughs> get up and eat it and take a bite. <laughs> but even like a, a pig that is alive, you're not, yeah. you're not like, oh, I want to eat that. You're like, oh, I want to, like right. most people are like, I want to touch it or I want to cuddle it or as like a, a child. Yeah. As a child, you're like, oh, I want to play with it. You know, like, oh, yeah. my instinct is to eat something like that. It's quite interesting. And the other point you made as well is that your acne and your asthma and everything cleared up. And I think based on what I know is that you, you probably, your gut microbiome was maybe sensitive to meat products like most people um, are. And therefore you introduce all this new fiber, all this new plant-based stuff. And it kind of got rid of those symptoms, um, yeah. which is great because people do have good things like that. Um, yeah. One second. I'm just going to pause this because some loud.
yeah so that is a really important point that i think that people realize that they would go vegan for different reasons um and then so you get like positive side effects from it as well um i guess focusing on your business where do you come up with all these cool sayings like do you um i kind of just have a running list in my phone and no idea is a bad idea so even if i like think of something and i know it's not like quite the right saying i'll still write it down and randomly i go through my phone and read them off and then some it'll spark a new idea um one of my good friends her, she helps me at a lot of the events and festivals that i travel to and so a lot of the times when we're like in a long car ride we'll sit and just like brainstorm ideas or puns um but yeah most of them i do just come up on my own um i know honestly like every single food pun <laughs> that has ever been like existed or spoken or written um and and then i also have like a bunch of people who like randomly text me when they see a funny pun or think of something they're like oh you should put this on a shirt so it it kind of they all have like their own individual story of like how they were created mm. yeah and that's cool what is your favorite one? Oh, this is such a hard one for me <laughs> to answer because it always changes um I have a new one coming out that I think is my favorite, but that's probably because it's brand new and yeah. we have to keep it a secret, but it's coming out <laughs> soon. And it, it honestly is like the most epic shirt ever. Um, if I had to choose one that's like already available, it'd probably be Eat Your Veggies. Um, I just really like the style of it. I think it's a fun shirt. It's one of our best selling shirts and um, yeah, that was just a design that I wanted to do for a long time. It's basically like lips and inside the mouth, it says eat your veggies. So I think it's really cute. It's really fun. And, um, you know, that's one that people stop me often and they're like, oh, I like your shirt. That's cool. And then like, you know, it just starts a conversation. So yeah, exactly. And that's a good way to kind of approach it because people don't really like, I guess the, the stereotype of vegans is that we're ranty and that kind of thing. But like you said before, if, they've come up to you then you can kind of just slowly plant a seed essentially yeah exactly and like you know it's really cool that um it does change when someone i think no one it is really important on how a conversation is brought up because if you're on an internet and you're just like fighting with a vegan on the internet you can't see that person you don't know what they look like but if you're wearing a shirt that says like, let us eat plants, for example, people are probably going to assume, assume that you're already vegetarian or vegan. Maybe they think it's funny. They come talk to you and it just changes the like, um, chemistry of the conversation in the sense where like they come to you and you're no longer the vegan in the room. That's like the stereotype of like yelling at everyone. I'm vegan. I'm better than you. Cause you're not vegan kind of situation because in my opinion, and I have another shirt that says more compassion, please. And that was a shirt that I actually made like solely for vegans, mostly because I was so sick of all of the hatred that goes on on the internet between vegans. Like I'm like in level eight vegan. Are you a level 10 vegan or a level four vegan? Like for me personally, I'm vegan. My whole life is vegan. Like every Thing in my house is vegan all my clothing is vegan my beauty products are vegan literally everything I don't eat honey like I'm not into it but the thing is is that I'm not here to tell anyone else you have to be a hundred percent the way I am everyone's different 
I'm welcome all meat eaters to my page. And like, I don't care if you have one vegan meal a week or you have one vegan meal a month. I believe that every vegan meal you have is a step in the right direction. And that the vegans who are trying to like one up each other and fight on the internet, it's a serious problem. It's making this lifestyle seem like less attainable, a little crazy. And that's not what we're here to do. We're here to like help people get to a vegan lifestyle. And in my opinion, it's best to do that with compassion and lead by example and help them when they have questions versus getting mad at them because they, you know, maybe they had cheese on a salad the other day or something. And I think it's really important that as a vegan, if you're going to claim that you have to have this compassion for animals, that that compassion should also extend to other humans, whether they are vegan or not, because in my opinion, that is what compassion is. Um, and it really does disturb me. I think it disturbs me more now than it has before, um, simply because like when I get hated on, on my account, it's usually by another vegan. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool, awesome, thanks for hating on me. But yeah. I'm vegan and I'm trying to spread the message and help others get to where I'm at. So why are you hating on me? You know? So yeah. <laughs> I, a lot of that's like, but more compassion, please. A lot of the shirts like have a story like that. You know, like I made that shirt because I, this was like, I'm going to make a shirt that's like for the vegans so they know that this is an important. Yeah. Important and that's funny, it's funny that you bring up that. The, the the militant or you know vegans bringing out other vegans because that happened to me today really um, and it actually did get to me i get more shit from vegans than i do from meat eaters and right? this particular person and i'm going to tell you the story because it's a bit it's a bit disturbing but it's a bit over the top and it's basically like this person my post has got it's gone a bit crazy it's got like 500 comments which is massive for one of my posts and she decided that she would screenshot every one of my responses and then add it to her own story on Instagram and then tag me and then put her own opinion. And she did it for 16 different posts. And I was just like, what the f I was, I was like, <laughs> why don't you like use your energy to help people? Like, it's not about, yeah, it, it was so frustrating. I was like, like I'm trying to help people be healthy on a vegan diet. Yes, they aren't perfect and expecting them to be perfect is probably going to put them off rather than encourage them to try harder. So yeah, it is very frustrating. So it's good that we're on the same wavelength with that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I really think it's a problem because I believe that now more than ever, people are interested in this lifestyle. People are interested in what vegan is people know what vegan is people are trying to cut out dairy they're trying to cut out red meat whatever it might be so we shouldn't be sitting here like fighting amongst each other we should be here helping people encouraging people leading by example not fighting with each other because it really is the least compassionate thing you can do and it's such a turnoff like yeah. who wants to join a club where everyone's fighting you know, no one. There'll be a vegan civil war and then we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so obviously I think for people that are listening to start your own business takes a lot of, I guess, 
confidence, trial and error, risk, that kind of thing. What advice do you have for people, um, I suppose, especially women, because of your other company as well, which is all about um, supporting females in business. What advice do you have, I suppose, for them that are keen on maybe getting out of the nine to five and creating their own kind of passion project, I suppose? Yeah, um, I think that if you are in a nine to five or a traditional job, that there's no reason why you can't try and start something on your own. Um, I honestly believe that the hardest part is starting. But once you start and you start making progress towards, you know, you set a goal, write it down, achieve that goal, set a new goal, write it down, like achieve it. Um, you just keep working towards something. And I think it's possible. I, I do believe that one of the hardest um, parts about starting your own business is not being supported, especially as a woman. Um, even today, like I'm 28 years old, I dress quite casually. And typically when I introduce myself to someone and they, I let them know that I have two businesses, they always like kind of have a look of shock. Like, how is that possible? <laughs> and, or they'll, if they don't know how old I am and I let them know I have two businesses, the very next question is, well, how old are you? You know? And I think that that's a, because it, it, in society, if you're a young woman, you're not a business owner. It's just like what has been created. And so at biz babes, um, one of the things we're actively working on and trying to do is really create a community and a safe space for women and anyone, honestly, to come in and have the support that they need to grow their business. Because you can be working at something and starting a business is a hard task. You know, you're always going to have highs and lows along the way. But it's really important that when you have those lows that you have someone or a group of people there to support you and help lift you back up. Because, um, you know, when you're, when you're in business, you can't focus on the lows too much. If you do, you won't, you won't move forward. You have to be able to, you know, accept it and then move on. And I think having support is really important for that. So, um, yeah, the hardest part is definitely starting. Um, but once you get started, I think it's crucial that you find a community or someone or people that can help support you along the way. Even if that simply means like calling them and venting about your day, they don't necessarily have to be an expert in business. Um, and I, I do believe that that's a lot of the, a lot of times when businesses fail, it's because someone's like hit a low point and they just like can't get back up. Hmm. And I think that for what I do with my clients, it is very, there's so many parallels between somebody starting like a weight loss journey or wanting to grow more muscle or starting a business. Like there's so many parallels. It's like support yourself, get a coach, um, realize there's going to be good days and bad days and just take one day at a time. And it's, it's like uncanny how many parallels there are between that. It's like if you're a good business owner, you're probably going to be good at know using those same principles to apply to get a result in the gym or run a marathon or whatever that may be um of course my podcast is called the fit vegan podcast so of course i've got to kind of find out what you do to stay sure. um to stay as a fit vegan i suppose yeah um so you know i um before i was vegan actually i was a competitive cheerleader i did that for all high school um it was my life and so, um, 
now when I do work out, it's predominantly yoga of some sort. Um, my favorite type of yoga is aerial yoga where you swing from hammocks and, you know, do flips and whatnot. I really enjoy that. Um, but one thing I'm actually actively working on introducing into my schedule is like, a, I want to commit to doing yoga three days per week. I just moved into a, a new apartment. Um, it has a wonderful gym and um, like a TV inside the studios. You can play yoga videos and kind of have your own class. Um, but that's actually something I've been working on because I sit here and promote a healthy lifestyle. And I am really healthy. I do eat really well. Um, but I should be working out more. So with that said, I've been going from like doing yoga two to three times a month to trying to do yoga two to three times a week. Yeah, because especially with two businesses, you've got to learn to prioritize yourself as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I do have um, a business coach and a self-care coach. And so she's a big yogi and um, she's been the one that's like really helped me get onto a better health track. So one of the things I did actually that's been super helpful for me was create a bedtime and a wake up time that's the same every day and make sure I get enough hours every night because um, if you are giving 10% each day because you're tired, you're, you can't get as far as if you were giving 100%. So I usually will go to bed every night at 11.30 and wake up every day at 7.30. I also tried to like eliminate coffee and I switched from coffee to matcha, which has also been um, really helpful when it kind of came to my sleep at night. So there's besides actually like physically working out on a regular basis, which is now being introduced two to three times a week. I have taken other actions as far as my health goes when it comes to getting a good night's rest, eliminating coffee and caffeine. Um, and also a big part of the reason why I moved was um, I was driving almost three hours a day commuting to and from biz babes, which <laughs> on my like sanity was not okay. So I moved literally around the corner from biz babes. So I could walk there in three minutes versus three hours of driving. Um, and these are all actions that I've taken at the beginning of this year to set myself up to achieve like my fitness goals um, in 2019 and yeah. Yeah. And I think the moving close to where you work, that's the same thing with me. Like I can't waste, I, I hate the fact that I would waste my life commuting. Like yes. for me, like I live in Shoreditch, which is in London. And oh, I gym. love it there. Yeah. And the gym that I work and train my clients and if I'm, if I'm training them, it's five minutes walk away. Because I could not spend an hour on the train to and from, which is what people do in London. I was like, that to me is the definition of being crazy. Like, why would you waste two hours per day yeah. just doing that? So it's like, I don't care if it's not expensive. The quality of life for me to walk to work is so much more worth more than, you know, that kind of thing. And exactly. I think a big thing that I'm kind of getting from you is if you don't like something in your life, then change it. Like, you've got the power to change it. And that's the same with me. Yeah, I, I do believe that, you know, um, so I've never really had a traditional job. I, I like babysat for years. I sold bracelets in middle school. Um, I w worked as like a 
cheer coach for a bit. Um, so I've had all these random jobs throughout my life where for the most part, like if there's something I want or something I want to do or something I want to try, like I always will take the actions to get there if I want to do it. And I, I do believe that in some sense, like if you put your mind to anything, you, you can achieve it. Um, and it's funny that you were saying that, um, like starting your own business and having a good like workout or achieving your workout goals and your fit journey have so many parallels, but I actually really agree with you on that because if we go back to my competitive cheerleading days, um, I was on a team, we were, we won like 13th in the nation here in the U S and West coast champions and California state champions. And I was in high school and I don't think I realized it at the time, but we were, I was so committed to that team and achieving our goals on that as a team collectively, but that it really taught me, like, if I want to do something, if I set my mind to it, I can, I could do it. One thing that like, I was never the most physically, uh, cape, not capable, like physically, Good. I don't know the word. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't the most physical, like physically fit person on my team. Like there were other girls that had been gymnasts their entire lives and literally could whip out these flips like in their sleep. And I, I was never that person. I really didn't play on any sports team until I got to high school. So I, I always just tried. And I think that I don't, I didn't realize it, but it's like in my blood at this point. And that in my cheer journey really helped like, helped me later on in life realize that like setting a goal is important and that if you take actions every day to get to that goal it's especially if you write it down that the chances of you achieving it are highly likely hmm. so like for the most part like I, I write everything down I have a whole notebook of like my to-dos my goals what I want for the year what I want for the month what I want for the week and the first action of writing it down really helps you get there. But yeah, it's just really important to set goals and strive for them because if you don't set the goal and write it down, it's not some, it's not a tangible thing that you can get yet. Yeah. And are you, when you say that you plan all your goals, do you use that journal, the best self journal? Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. I literally just have a this like really cool journal that's made of apple leather. Yeah. And I just write stuff in it, but I have, I have heard of like, there's like the five minute journal, which is really good for like setting an intention for the day and things yeah. like that. Um, this one, this one works on a 13 week cycle. So you put your plan in for 13 weeks and then you break it down to months and weeks and it takes a while to write everything in. But when you've done it, you've got this really clear picture of, okay, today I'm doing this at this time at this time. And you, you become so productive. Like, it's yeah. like, whoa, yeah. I did so much stuff today. And we kind of like look back and it's got a grateful yeah. gratuity thing and that kind of thing. So Yeah, yeah. actually, at Biz Babes, we have this thing. So we do like to-do lists where you write like your whole list and everything you have to do. But we also have to-da lists. And to-da is when you write everything you've done. So you yeah. can actually go refer to your to-da list and be like, oh, look at all of this that I've done. And Sometimes you don't realize when you're just doing your work, like how productive you actually are being. But when you have something to refer to you and see like, oh, I've done X, Y, and Z, you're like, wow, I actually have accomplished so much. Yeah. And I think that's important, right? We always think about what we've got to do, but holy crap, we've done so much already. 
And that's what, yeah. And, and to take time and celebrate that, you know, and, and be like, Oh, wow, I I've come this far. And I think that, you know, we should celebrate the small achievements leading up to the big goal. Absolutely. Cause you've got to enjoy the process, right? Otherwise, exactly. why are you doing it? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so have you, cause every vegan that I talk to wants vegan clothes that they can exercise in. Have you thought about that stream of business? Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you're familiar with vegan fat kid. I think I saw him in one of your shirts actually. Yeah. Yeah. So vegan fat kid and I, um, we collaborate on some shirts and we actually collaborated on an entire line called train vegan. And the train vegan line, there's joggers, zip-ups, um, women's leggings, uh, like a throwback workout tank that's unisex for men or women, a baseball tee, and a, a few other things that are made for the gym, basically, for you to go represent in the gym, kill your workout with a shirt that says train vegan on it. Um, and Tim from Vegan Fat Kid, he... Uh, post his workout almost every day on his Insta story. So him and I have sort of teamed up on that line, Train Vegan, and it's available on Vegetarian. And Train Vegan has its own Instagram where Tim posts and reposts people's photos all the time. Um, so yeah, I think it, it is really important and a great way to spread the vegan message by wearing a vegan tea or uh, vegan outfit to the gym um many 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 of my customers like a lot of the time the photos that they share is like them wearing their vegan shirt to the gym because that at that point it's like you people like will stop and come up to you and be like hey so are you are you really vegan or like what do you <laughs> you know yeah. like, what do you eat? what's your dinner tonight questions like that so it's like a, a great way to like spread the message at the gym yeah i've got my own branded vegan like workout shirts and everybody's like that guy he's lifting quite heavy why is he wearing a vegan shirt surely that can't be right, <laughs> what, yeah, right. right. what what is he doing yeah so yeah. in a good way yeah it's really great it's it's funny and um you know i just like i always hear these stories the people will tell me were like oh yeah i was working out someone came up to me and they're like what did you eat what did you eat today <laughs> you know how are you how are you lifting and exercising? Why aren't you falling together and yeah, why aren't you falling down? Do you yeah. get enough protein? <laughs> yeah. Cool. So um I guess before we finish, how can people kind of get in touch with you, see your shirts, find you, that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I post what I eat and what I wear every day on my Instagram, um, just at Vegetarian. And um you can also follow me on the Biz Babes Instagram. We do a lot of live videos and um, stories and try to, um, some of the workshops we do in Biz Babes, we try to record them so anyone that can't be in LA um, can still uh, gain some value from the Biz Babes community. We do a lot of workshops on like legal, accounting, finance, how to grow your Instagram account, how to grow your business, how to hire employees, delegate literally everything and anything regarding your business. Um, and yeah, my website is just vegetarian.com or you can check out bizbabes.la. And um, yeah, I, I always um, am on my Instagram most days. So if I manage my, both my vegetarian account and bizbabes account. So if anyone ever has questions or wants to chat, they can always hit me up in the DM. Cool.
Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time. I think it's been quite refreshing to talk to you. Um, and I think we have a lot of the same kind of frame of mind around things. So it's quite nice to, to share that. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I, I'm truly honored and it was, it was great to be on it. And that's all for today, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Of course, we'll see you next week. If you have questions or want to find out more information about working with me, check out my Instagram at thevegan underscore coach, my website, thevegancoach.org, or just check out my Facebook page. Have a great day and see you next week.